Radio Free Brooklyn and staff or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are all of God's blessed and highly favored people doing today? I'll tell you how we're doing. We are happy, we are prosperous, we are healthy, and we're dedicated, right? Amen, in Jesus' name. So if you're joining me, For the first time today, welcome, and I beseech you to listen to my previous shows. There you can build your foundation, which will give you a better understanding of what we're talking about. Because as we're progressing on in the show, we're getting into more heavier, meatier conversations. And 
I don't want anybody to feel, oh, this is not the place for them. This is always the place for anyone, regardless of where you tuned into the show, because there's always going to be something here for everyone to learn. And who knows, this might be a word just for you. If you're tuning in for the first time, it might just be the time you needed to tune in. So you will find all my previous shows on my show page at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. You can find them on Spotify and on Apple and all other podcast platforms. So last time that we were together, we began our series on the armor of God. And if you can recall, I told you that God had been preparing us for this lesson from the beginning, right? Because as always, God is always, he's always going to give us what we need when we need it. So God is moving us into another level of maturity because real talk, it's time for a lot of us to grow up and conduct ourselves as mature Christians. That's just what it is. You cannot stay a baby forever. And it, it's <laughs> it's funny that you'll have Christians, adults, will be the first ones to tell you, I'm grown. I can do whatever I want. They can't tell me whatever it is that they're trying to tell you. But yet, you want to play grown in some areas, but you want to stay like you don't understand in others. Selective levels of maturity, right? God's like enough of that. If you're as mature as you say you are, if you're as grown of a person as you say you are, then conduct yourselves accordingly. He's getting, I'm not going to say he's getting annoyed. He's just getting a little tired of watching us continue to do the same things over and over. And I know to some of you, this is like, oh, God is love. God is patient. God is kind. Yes, he is all of those things. But if you go back and read your word, go through the minor prophets as we had done previously, you'll see that even with his own chosen people, God was fed up. So if he was fed up with his own chosen, what do you think he's with everybody else that just got grafted in because of his son? There is a tolerance level. And we just keep pushing it to the limit. Oh, God has grace. God has mercy. God has grace. God has mercy. Yes, he has all of those things. But there's going to come a time where he's going to say enough is enough. And we're drawing closer to that line in the sand than any of us want to ever imagine. So in all of this, God is moving us towards another level of maturity Because he doesn't want his children to continually be swayed by all winds of doctrine, believing all the air quote fake news that we hear every day. We need to enact our gift of discernment in order to survive in this world, because there is so many things being thrown at us at such a rapid rate. You have to be able to know what you should tune into, what not to tune into, instead of being thrown all over the place by everything that's out there. Because 
Because, and this is the number one reason, our adversary is roaming around looking for whom he can destroy. This is his mission in life, to seek, kill, and destroy. And once you lose track of that, then of course you're going to be walking around willy-nilly like everything is fine. And not that things aren't fine. And I don't want this conversation to sound like doom and gloom, but the conversation needs to sound real. It needs to sound to the level of where God wants you to be. He's like, if everybody, okay, all right, Holy Spirit. If everybody's walking around screaming about how woke they are, then wake up and act like you really are awake. Don't just be, air quotes, woke on situations that you feel you want to be woke on. God's like, well, if you really are awake, then act like it and stop stumbling through, rubbing your eyes like you don't know where you're at. And the reason why, once again, he's telling us this is because of our adversary. He's jealous of our connection to the father because he knows he can never get his connection back. So because he even knows what time it is. Now, mind you, he was kicked out of heaven. So, of course, you know, he knows what time it is. He doesn't know when Christ is coming back, just like none of us know when Christ is coming back. But he knows that his time is growing short because he's watching the signs. He's watching the signs like we should be watching the signs. Right. And when we signed up, when we said, I'm saved, we became soldiers in this army of the Lord. And in order for us to withstand the fiery darts that are aimed at us every day, we must properly dress for the battle. Imagine the U.S. military. Imagine the Ukrainian military that's fighting right now, entering into a battle without proper uniforms and protection for their bodies. Why do you think the Ukrainian president is always over here soliciting for money? Because he needs this, the proper equipment and tools to be able to fight this battle so his people don't get wiped out. Nobody wants to go into a battle unprepared. And it's no different for us. We're all at war, whether you want to recognize it or not. I said this last week, whether you want to recognize it or not, if you want to walk around like a Christian, like, oh, I'm just going to heaven and everything's hunky dory and God is going to wait and God's going to do. You better wake up and smell the coffee because God's like, yeah, I'm going to do, but you got to do everything that God has ordained for us is in us and we have to execute it in order to bring it to us. We can't just sit there and figure it's going to come to our house like DoorDash. No. So if the U.S. military didn't want to enter into battle without their protective gear and the Ukrainians don't want to enter into battle without their protective gear, why should we want to go fight a war without our protective gear? Because we're fighting a war and we're fighting a battle for our souls and the souls of others. So in order for us to be able to fight this war effectively, we have to put on our uniforms just like all the other armed forces do. We have to get suited up with the armor of God. So today we're going to look at the second piece of armor needed for our protection. Now, as you can recall, Ephesians 6.12 stated, we must remember we are not fighting flesh and blood, but against 
principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now remember I said the heavenly places is a realm between heaven and earth. And this is where all the warfare takes place. Remember, anything that happens in the physical to you has already taken place in the spiritual. So that's why when we're fighting this war, we have to fight it on spiritual grounds because it's the only way it's going to be won. So whatever manifests in the spiritual realm, it's going to be manifested then for you in the physical realm. So that's what you have to pay most attention to. And this is why he keeps emphasizing our level of maturity. Because when you know what you're up against and you know what you have to do, you're level-headed to do what it is that needs to be done. So with this warning, God is letting us know that we must dress accordingly if we want to survive in the various battles that will encounter our lives, right? Okay, so when we first started out talking about the armor, we spoke about the belt of truth. And that was, if you, um, back in the day, they used to tuck their robes up under a gird, which they wore around their waist so that they would be able to move freely and the robes wouldn't hamper their, you know, wouldn't hinder their movement as they went through going through the course of their day. So he uses the gird that they have around their waist that they would tuck their robes up under, calling that gird your waist with the truth, which is the belt of truth, right? So when we wrap our waist with the truth, we are as Christians standing with the truth of God, which is God's word, to defeat all the lies that Satan tries to come at us with. Okay, so that was the first piece of the armor. So today we're going to go into the second piece of the armor. So today's topic is the breastplate, the breastplate of righteousness. And with that, of course, our main scripture is going to come from Ephesians 6, 14 to 18. Ephesians 6, 14 to 18. And we're going to start with the first line again. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, which is the belt. And now we're going into the second part. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So now, I know you're saying to yourself, righteousness, what is righteousness? Well, Vine's expository dictionary defines righteousness as the character or quality of being right or just. And it was formally spelled right wiseness, which clearly expressed its true meaning, right? Right wiseness. And it's used to denote the attributes of God. When you say righteousness, it's used to denote the attributes of God. And we see this in example, Romans 3.22. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. 
So that scripture, I took it out of context of a whole list of things of what Paul was saying to the Romans, but I wanted to just emphasize that the righteousness of God, we receive it through the faith that we have in Jesus Christ. And it's given to all and it's placed on all who believe because there's no difference. Once you've been washed with the blood and accepted Christ as your personal savior, he's your righteousness and we gain righteousness through him. The scripture demonstrates to us that number one, God is righteous. He's right and he's just according to what Vines told us for the meaning of righteousness and God is holy. And because of our faith in Christ, we have as believers have been giving, have been given this righteousness as well. God counted the righteousness of Christ because we know he was the only human that was without sin. He counted Christ as being our righteousness because Christ took the punishment for our sins. So if you don't understand how you become right with God, you become right with God because Christ was right with God. He was always right with God when he came down here to show us an example. He was right with God. But because he came and took on our punishment for the sins that Adam had put us all into, through Christ taking the punishment for our sins, he then made us all right because the debt had been paid. There had to be a payment for the sin that was over the, over the earth. That's why in the Old Testament, they used to do sacrifices of lambs and other animals, doves and turtles, and but they had to be perfect. They couldn't be broken leg or half wing. They had to be a perfect specimen in order to give the sacrifice to God. Christ came down to be our perfect, our perfect specimen in order to atone for our sins. So once he did that, it made it, he opened up the way for us to then be right with God because everyone that comes through Christ, God sees as being righteousness because he sees his son is righteous. So once he sees his son is righteous, if we're all standing behind Christ, then all God sees is us as being righteous, right? So Christ taking the punishment of our sins paid the debt that made us just, that made us right, that made us whole again. And this is demonstrated in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So when I say these things to you, trust and believe. I'm getting this from the word. I'm not just making this up off the top of my head. So 
anytime you want to check what I'm saying, when I give you certain verses, go back and read them for yourself. Go back and not just read that verse, but read the chapter so you understand the entire story of why I'm saying what I'm saying and you get a better understanding of why God is bringing this into your life at this time. There's something he wants you to know and I'm giving you the scriptures that can help you get a better understanding of the level that he wants you to understand where you are. So once you understand that you are made right through Christ, He can then go on and give you other instructions, other details, because you'll understand how it how it plays a part in your life. So now let's look at the breastplate. The breastplate was the front portion of a plate of armor that covered the torso of the men that used to fight in war back in the day. So picture this. You have an entire plate that covers your torso, which would be from your neck all the way down to your waist, covering that area, completely covering that area. So think about it. This breastplate covers our chest, which covers our heart, right? Because our hearts are located in our chest. So... Think about this. If we're girded with truth, which is around our waist, that's the belt. Speaking out against anything contrary to the word of God, wouldn't it make sense that we would have to guard our hearts? Because that would be the next place that Satan would want to attack our hearts. And if you stop someone's heart, you kill them. Right. If your heart stops, you're dead. Because from the heart flows the issues of life. And we learn that in Proverbs 4, 23. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. So why would they tell us in the word to keep our heart with all diligence? That's because all of life's consequences, all of life's everything comes from the heart. And that's the most sensitive part of our body, mainly because sin. And now here, even Jesus tells us, and I'm going to go back to that when you say, what do you mean sin? What do you mean sin in my heart? What are you talking about? I'm saved. I don't have sin in my heart. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 34 to 35, brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. An evil man, out of the evil treasures, brings forth evil things. So now if Jesus said this, right? He said this out of his own mouth because he knew what the heart was. Satan knows what the heart is too. Satan knows that our hearts are wicked and deceitful by nature. By nature, our heart harbors so many wicked, evil things 
things that we wouldn't even think that we were capable of, but put in the right situation, you'd be surprised what you're capable of. But what Satan refuses to realize is that our hearts are covered by Christ who made us righteous in God. So this is why it's so important for for us to have on this breastplate of righteousness. Our breastplate is Christ guarding our hearts so that we're not easily tricked by the enemy, so that we are not easily swayed by false doctrines, empty promises, misleading information, temptation of our flesh. And with all of those things, it can cause us to forget who we are in God. So that's why it's so important that we dress in our breastplate to ensure that we are not easily caught up in our old sinful nature where we can be easily carried away by the lust of the flesh and our pride. We must remember that Christ died for us so that we can be righteous, which again means right and just in the eyes of God, right? And being in him keeps us that way. Being in Christ keeps us right and keeps us just in the eyes of God because when Christ died on the cross, he cleaned us and he cleared us from all sins, past, present, and future. Okay, that's why it's so important to guard your heart, to make sure that you know what you're taking in, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, because Christ even warned you out of your mouth, the heart speaks. That's why it's so important, as I've been saying continuously, and I will continue to say, when you read your word, when you do your devotionals, write those scriptures on your heart. That's the only way to change what's in your heart. So even if you don't know what you're really capable of, the scriptures will go in with the help of the Holy Spirit and it'll tweak that heart of yours. So the things that you don't know is in there, you read enough scripture, it will get down in there and that's where God can do his work and actually work on your heart. And for everyone who all the Christians, oh, God knows my heart. Yeah, he does. That's why some of the things that he's putting you through or some of the things that he allows you to go through is because he's trying to clean up that heart of yours, that heart that you want to keep claiming that he knows so much about. You're absolutely right. God knows everything that's in your heart. You're the one that's not aware of it. So it's so important that you wear that breastplate. Because when Satan's coming after you, he's coming for that heart. Because he's like, mm-hmm. I know what she got held up in there. I know what he got held up in there. Let me just throw this out there. And I know this will make him jump. Satan knows what triggers to put before you to throw you off your game. But if you've been paying attention, if you pray for discernment, if you wear your belt of truth, if you study your word, if you cover your heart with Christ, He can't attack you that easy. And I'm not saying that he won't attack you. I won't say that he won't come for you because he's definitely coming for you. But in him coming for you, 
how much will he be able will he be able to overtake you that's the question and with that i think it's time for us to take a music break you've been listening to what would Kay say here on radio free brooklyn what brooklyn sounds like
This is the hardest, the hardest song my heart will sing. My words are broken, my dream is stolen. How do I say what I don't mean? You don't know me anything. But in my darkness, you still speak.
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You are listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. So now I want to give you what we had in our musical selection. We started out the top of the show, of course, with Making Changes by Grace. We then heard in the 
interlude part, There's No Way by Red Rocks Worship, followed by Even If, sung by Anthony Evans, and then we just heard Holy Hands by Doe, D-O-E. So now that brings us to the part of the show that I call Op-Ed. And I want to make something very clear because I know I probably sound very matter of fact this morning, but it's because in my spirit, God is just saying they need to get this. They need to get this. And I, in order for you to get it, you have to understand it. So I want to let, okay, we're going to go here. I'm going to tell you, how do we apply the breastplate to our everyday lives? And it always circles back to knowing the word of the Lord. Because how could you apply something to your life that you don't know about? Right? Knowing what what God says about us, how he feels about us, how much he loves us, and what Christ did for us, is a great starting point. So, and I want to emphasize that also. God does love us. Don't get me wrong. When I'm saying that, yeah, he's, you know, he looks at us sometimes and yes, he does get annoyed at times. That doesn't mean that he doesn't love you. And that's just like your parents or even you with your children. When they do things and you know that they shouldn't have been doing it, and you know that they know better than to do that, you give them a pass. But when they continue to do it, you give them a pass. And they continue to do it, you give them a pass, but you're getting a little rubbed because you're like, how many times are you going to keep doing this? How many times do I have to keep telling you not to do that? How many times? And we've seen in the Bible, and that's why it's so important to read so that you know for yourself the characteristics of God. Yes, he's all loving. Yes, he's all merciful. Yes, he's gracious. But he also is one that don't take no mess. He's also one that's like, oh no, when it came to throwing his kids into captivity, he let them be taken over. Not that he didn't love them, but he did it to teach them a lesson. So like a parent, if you do certain things because you want your child to do better, why wouldn't God do the same thing towards us? Because he wants his children to do better. So I don't want everybody to just think, oh, she's making it seem like God is against us. He's angry with us. No, that's not what I'm making it seem like. What I'm making it seem like is God wants you to get it together. He wants you to move to that next level of maturity because he knows what's coming and he wants you to be prepared. He doesn't want you to be caught off guard, right? So when you continue to remind your heart of these things, the word of God, the truth, It helps keep away that sinful nature because, like I said, Satan is aware of what you have deeply embedded in your heart, and he's going to pull out all the stops to get you off your game. Just think about it. And I know it can't just be happening to me. There's things now, 
And of course, as you move up in levels of maturity, the attacks become fiercer. It's not the same little attacks that used to come in the beginning. And they come in such a subtle way that you really have to pay attention. To do this Christian walk, what I've realized is if you say you're going to do this walk, you can't do it haphazardly. You can't do it half-hearted. You're either all the way in or you're all the way out. You can't be teetering on the borderline with this because you teeter on the borderline, you're going to get caught out there. You're either going to walk as he wants you to walk and live that life because the more the more that you understand the characteristics of God is the more you're going to understand you and the individual that he created you to be. And the more that you become aware of who you are and the power that you possess within yourself through the help of the Holy Spirit, Satan sees that too. See, don't don't ever think that, ooh, when you see something about yourself or you feel you've matured to a certain level and you're all excited and, oh, I'm so excited. I didn't know that I could. Satan is sitting back saying, mm, damn. You mean she caught on? Or, oh, no. You mean he's finally paying attention? He already knows. He already knows the gifts and the goodness that God already put in you. But as long as you keep staying dumb and blind, he's happy because it makes his life a lot easier. That's less that he has to keep throwing in front of you because he knows if he throws that one little thing, it's going to keep you going for at least six months. At least. But see, when you're spiritually mature, he may throw things at you, but it ain't going to keep you for that long if he's able to catch you because some things he'll throw at you and you'll just step over and keep it moving. But there are some things that he might catch you up in. But when he catches you up in it and you realize you're like, oh, no, we ain't going this way again, then you can quickly get yourself out of it. But that only comes from having your heart covered, not letting Satan in to catch you off guard, meditating on the word of God day and night. It keeps you in perfect peace. So even when all hell is breaking loose, you can still walk through all the confusion and just be like, I ain't got nothing to do with this. God is handling this for me. And when you're at peace, you're more aware of what's happening around you and the tricks so that it won't overtake you. Because when you're at peace, even though there's chaos going around you, you can see what's actually happening. But when you get yourself caught up in the chaos, if you're a part of the chaos, how could you even see what's going on around you? Because you're so spun out of control that you're not aware of what's happening. But when you sit back and you watch, even though everything around you is chaotic, you can see, oh, okay, let me not go that way. Oh, you know what? I really don't have to take what that person said personally because I know that's not me. I know that's not coming from a place that I need to put that on myself. There's something going on with them for their day. Maybe I can make them feel a little better so that they'll stop attacking me because a lot of people don't know that they're being used, right? So when we remain obedient and follow the steps that God has prepared for us to continue our work that we have to do for ourselves and for others, it makes life a lot easier. And if you need to be held accountable, get a prayer partner if you need to. Sometimes it can be difficult to go it alone. Sometimes you need to find the people who can connect with you. And I find that people who are lonely 
are the most vulnerable because we weren't created to be left alone. So for people who feel like they're alone and by themselves, the enemy can play on them easier because it makes them feel like they're alone and by themselves. Yes, Jesus said he'd never leave you nor forsake you. And yes, God is always with you. But as humans, sometimes we need another human just to talk things out with. And of course, yes, you always take it to God when you have no one else. But if you do have that person in your life that you can communicate with, that can go to God with you or even go to God on your behalf when you can't go, that is even helpful. So we all need the fellowship. That's why they talk about, you know, forsake not the assembly of yourselves or even if it's just one or two, you don't have to be a big mass of people around you because sometimes you could feel lonely in a big crowd because people aren't paying attention. But if you have that one person that you can go to and really relate to and really talk to things about and can help you find scriptures in the word that can bring you out of whatever you're going through, it's so beneficial, right? So we need to communicate with one another. It helps keeps us. It helps to keep us grounded and protected. It helps to keep us from disobeying what God has been telling us, and it helps to keep us from opening ourselves up to temptation. Because like I said, the enemy knows your heart. He knows your heart better than you know your heart. You think you know your heart, but you don't really know your heart. But he knows because he knows what he could, like I said, throw in front of you and could keep you out there six months to a year till you catch yourself and you'd be like, how did I get all the way over here? And I was over there because you're not guarding yourself. That breastplate has to be put on. So now we've got two pieces of our armor on. We've got the belt of truth and we have our breastplate of righteousness. So, oh, I see my time is growing short. And because we're in a new month, the month of October, we have our new word of the month. Our new word of the month is agreement. And agreement means the condition of having the same opinion or a decision or arrangement between two or more people or groups to do something or obey the same rules. So, This is so important for us this month because we're talking about the armor of God. And if we're all on the same page, having the same opinion and decision that we're going to follow what the word tells us, and we're all going to do this together as a group of Christians obeying the same rules that have been laid out for us through the Bible, then we're in agreement, right? Our promise for this week is coming from Matthew 5, 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And for all of you, I say thank you for tuning in. I hope that God spoke to each and every one of you in your hearts today, something that you were looking to hear from him, maybe some clarification, maybe a confirmation that he had already been speaking to you about. I hope that my words touched you in a way that you understood everything that I'm talking about. And we're going to continue in this getting ourselves covered with the armor of God. We only have on two pieces right now. We're still not ready for battle, but we're getting there. And every time he's given us another piece for us to put on, for us to understand how it's going to keep us totally protected as we walk through this, this, as we're engaged in this war, in this 
spiritual war. Because remember, we're not fighting flesh and blood. We're fighting principalities, right? So until, I want everybody to have a blessed Sunday. And until God brings us together again next week, peace. And of course, we're going to dance this one out as we normally do with a Seda by Charse, which means Thanksgiving. Have a blessed day.